Why is it hard to be patient? Because you want to do fun things, and then you have to do something bad and it's not fun, like take out the garbage, like I usually have to. Some things are so excited they can't really wait for them very long. I can only wait like two minutes for something to happen. Then I'm just, after that, I'm just so impatient that I can't stand it any longer. I don't necessarily like being patient, but when I know I have to, I do. If you weren't patient, then like, you would just say, I want it done right now. No, mom, I want dinner right now or else. So it would kind of turn into a bossy world. Good morning. <laughs> I love kids' honesty. I want it done now. Some things you just really can't wait for. I can only wait two minutes until I can't stand it any longer. I don't really like being patient, but if I have to, I will. I got news for you. 70 years later, those kids will still be saying the same thing. <laughs> Because we don't seem to grow out of patience. I don't know what it is. I came home after Tony told me what he wanted me to speak on. And I said, uh, guess what I'm going to be speaking on in July? She go, Lane goes, what? I said, patience. She laughed. <laughs> she said, you're going to speak on patience? And then when I was just talking to a few people what I was going to be speaking on, the same thing happened. Everybody laughed. I kind of think that patience is something that all of us struggle with. Matter of fact, when you ask somebody if you could pray for them, after they had maybe opened up to you about some of the things they were struggling with, how many times have you heard people say, I need more patience? Now, you may not think anything about that. Okay, I'll pray for more patience. Be careful. Because in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 3, it says, Consider pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Now, several translations will use the word patience instead of perseverance. I kind of think there's not a one of us in this room that is looking for more trials. We're not looking for circumstances that can disrupt our day. We don't want that. We want to be removed from that. So when I think of this series, I thought how relevant it is that we learn how to allow the fruits of the Spirit to be at work in our lives. My name is Randy Hunt, and I'm on the pastoral staff here part-time, and I'm honored to be able to share with you this morning and I'm inviting the ushers to come forward and they have a Bible. If you do not have one, uh, please feel free to take one and to take it home with you as a gift from us. And also, I find it very helpful to use the Bible app from Version. And uh, if you just click in the menu side of it, you'll find that there are events. And then click on events and that will open up to LAFC where you can be able to come on and look at all the verses right there with you. Um, and then also some key points. We're currently in a series called Recalibrate. And as you might have heard from the teaching team, 
There are systems that can drift, of course, and needs to be recalibrated. As followers of Christ, every day you and I have a choice to make. Do we still continue to follow life our way, or do we live it God's way? And that's what Galatians 5.22 starts to bring out, is how we can live God's way. Well, we don't have to be always giving in to this flesh to do what seems to be right for us. So when I think about what have we have learned so far, let me just give you three quick things that, that I want to pull out of this series so far. First of all, it's not fruits, it's fruit. You know, we cannot pick and choose what to work on because the fruit of the Spirit is a ninefold truth of love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So you can't just pick one. It's allowing the fruit of the Holy Spirit that indwells us to begin to work out in these different ways. I think the second thing that we've been hearing is that the fruit of the Spirit is not optional. We are commanded to demonstrate the fruit. In Colossians 3.12, it says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And then finally, none of the fruit of the Spirit is manufactured, strategized, or even something you muster up enough strength to do. It's a work of the Holy Spirit within us. So today... I want to focus on this word called patience and why it's so hard for us. But let's be honest. Patience isn't just something that only a few people have been able to experience. It's something that we all struggle to be able, how can we show and demonstrate better patience in our life? Matter of fact, this song that we did, doing sign language, some of you start out really well. But all of a sudden, after poking yourself in the eye and then realizing you're already three motions behind, you just said, you stop. I, I can't do this. It's not for me. And I think that's the way we are with life. We try it. I mean, we try patience, but after a while, we just give up because we don't do it very well. So I think that we look at Sometimes the patience is so hard because all of us seem to struggle with things that causes us discomfort. We don't like to be uncomfortable. We want life that makes it very easy for us to live. Don't give me anything that brings frustration. I think we also feel a sense of control over what we go through. We want things to be done. We have a certain expectation. We want it done this way. Here's my guess. I think I'm probably spot on this. Is the, fact, is the fact that you, when you have somebody in front of you that is causing you to be impatient, you want to take control. You maybe want to lean over and say, excuse me, we are in a hurry here. Or maybe you're standing in line and the cashier, there's a lady talking to the cashier, and they're just talking about anything and everything. And the line is backing up. And everybody in line has things to do, but these two people just seem to think there's no problem in the world. 
and you become impatient. Because waiting is not something any of us find it easy to do. Just get stuck in traffic. And what do you do? You become impatient. You want to control. You don't want to wait. Millions of dollars, I think, are spent every year on equipment, electronics, that make life so easy for you. I have one of them with me. It's one that would, you would find probably in almost, almost every home. Kids, do you know what that is? Exactly. Smart kid. Microwave. A microwave is designed with us to be able to get things done quickly. You don't have to have patience unless. I've seen way too many people when they set the timer will stand and look at that timer. Why doesn't it hurry up? I got to get going. What do you mean there's 50 seconds left? Why isn't it five? And they're having a fit because it's taken time to get down to zero. Then when we open the door, you see it's, it's supposed to give us something good and hot, right? We didn't have to, you know, maybe we pulled from the refrigerator uh, something we're wanting to warm up or maybe from the freezer and we want to heat it up. That's what we're going to eat. And then when you pull it from the microwave, you just expect a nice, hot, delicious meal. I'll tell you what you had. A hot meal. It's hot. Sometimes real hot. But let's take a steak. If you take a steak and you want to have steak tonight, it's in the refrigerator. You don't have time. So you take that steak and you put it in a microwave. And you put it on six minutes. I already see some of you shaking your head. Because you know what you get? Rubber. You get a flavorless piece of rubber that has really lost all that it was designed for. And I spent over 12 bucks for that piece of meat. But it sure saved me time. And I was able to get right through it. And that's the way we are, is we've become so impatient that people are making lots of money creating things to make life quicker for each of us. I want you to turn to James chapter 5, verse 7 through 8. James says, be patient. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. Stop right there. How long do I have to wait? <laughs> but the Lord still hadn't come. You mean I'm still supposed to be exercising patience for that long a time? Absolutely. But look what he says next. He gives this example. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains? Stop right there. In driving around Lancaster County, have you ever seen a farmer putting a chair out in the field and sitting there waiting. 
and then get up and walk around because he's not seeing things happen. No, he plants the seed and then waits. Well, of course, now before that, he puts other things on that makes us, ruins our nose. And, but it's to help in the process of that seed becoming fruitful and productive. But he doesn't do all of that and then sit there after he's planted and wait for the rains and everything to come and ready for the harvest. He goes about his work. He patiently waits for nature to take its course. So when you look at the word patience, he says here, you too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Now this Greek word, for patience in James 5 is the word hupane. It means steadfastness or endurance. Steadfastness or endurance. So patience is the ability. It is the ability to endure difficult situations without being annoyed or anxious. How often does that happen with you? That instead of not being annoyed or anxious, you are filled with being annoyed or anxious. Endurance, as sometimes is used, is the ability to control or ability to continue with something, even if it's difficult, and not giving up. My guess is, whenever you and I face a impatience, before we allow that, the, the opportunity, whatever we're going through, to mature us, we give up. We, we just allow impatience to run its course. So when I think about Hubenay being patient and standing firm, as James said, it looks like that in whatever I face in life, I am not going to give up. I will stand firm for as long as it takes for this to come to completion. Now, I know it's not easy when you're out on the highway going to work and you end up in stop traffic. Or even when you're standing in long lines. I know I'm speaking about myself. Because this week, it's weird. Where I was, I feel tested. You know, I, I mean, here's a car going 35 miles an hour in a 50 mile an hour zone. And everything in me says, you know, I want this person to hurry up. I'm, I have a schedule to keep. But what do I do? What about taking the opportunity for allowing God to do something in my life at, at this point? to develop this kind of patience, a standing firm, instead of just giving in to the flesh that wants to do the complete opposite. So when I maybe ask the Lord to help me in that situation, to be patient, to be able to help me with things that I can't control, I start to find that this is kind of the process of sanctification, the process of making us more like Christ. It's what God does in and through each of us 
to make us more like him. Because part of being a Christian is the ability to accept an, uh, the unfortunate circumstances that gracefully, while having faith, to wait for God to bring about resolve. I don't think we do very well at that, do we? James 1, 2 through 4, I want to go back there to the passage I started with. Consider it pure joy. I know the first time I read that as a young believer, I said, okay, consider pure joy. I better watch what comes next because this is what I want to be excited about. It was short-lasted. Because it said, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and so let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Now, here's some things that are interesting. Let patience or perseverance finish its work. There's a process. Every day, you have the opportunity for God to take that area that you are struggling with, that most of the time, why every, all of us have a tendency to laugh when somebody says they're going to speak on patience. Because you say, I don't have patience, very, very good patience in this. God has given you an opportunity to learn how to work through that, to be dependent upon him, allowing the Holy Spirit to indwell you and to transform you and to help you do something that doesn't, happen naturally and if I let it finish its work I'm going to be mature and complete and not lacking anything maybe the reason why you're still not mature or complete in your Christian faith and you've been a Christian for years the reason why you're not there is because you give up too quickly and allowing these Aromas of God to work in and through your life. So instead of a microwave, because this is how we all have a tendency to function. We want it quickly. There's another piece of equipment I have. Yes, a crock pot. Smart girl. In a crock pot, it's not designed to work like a microwave. A crock pot is slow. It has to t it, you have to be intentional about what you're going to put in it. You can't just look in a freezer and put something in a crock pot and expect it to be done in three minutes. It isn't going to work. No way. So I have to be more intentional. So if I come over here, and, and, and moms will do this, is that... Before they go off to work, if they're working away from home, or even if they're thinking about dinner ahead of time, uh, that what they've got to do is they've got to be more intentional. And so they're thinking, you know, tonight for dinner, I think we're going to have a kind of a pot roast and have some potatoes and some carrots and um, some spices, and we put that in the crock pot. And then they do something that a lot of us just do not like. So we come around and we put it on low. We don't like low. We want high. Let's get her done. When you put a piece of meat and let that cook in that crock pot with all those 
flavors and juices from everything else and the spices. And you, about seven hours later, you go walking in your house and that smell hits you. I'm going to start making some of you very hungry right now. You smell that and it just, you, you begin to salivate. You, you're, you just feel drooling and because you can smell what's coming. When you pull that meat out of the crock pot, you don't have rubber. You have a piece of meat that is falling apart, full of flavor. And, it, and it's just, it's amazing the difference what this produces versus what this produces. Impatience is this. And what it produces could be like a rubber Christian. You just are not mature and complete. But if we allow God to use a crock pot to working the Holy Spirit working in and through our lives. It's amazing the difference in the flavor and the taste that comes from that. In Galatians 5.22, that's been our main text as we've been going through this series. Because it's talking about the fruits of the Spirit. You'll notice that patience is one of the fruit of the Spirit. The Greek word for this word patience is macrothumia. What that means is forbearance or long suffering. All of a sudden we've turned to now what does it look like to show patience towards people? To be long suffering, to forbear when people are making mistakes, when people upset you. I would venture to say that probably this week, some of you have come face to face with somebody who is pulling your chain. You're upset. You don't like the way they handled you. You don't like what maybe the way in which you were treated. And maybe that was even in church. Because you see, because of the fall, the community that God is, has created is broken. And so it's, it's pretty likely that you're going to find people who just don't like you. I'm one of those guys that I, I, I like to be liked. And I try to work hard for people to like me. So when somebody says, I just don't like you. The flesh side of me wants to say, well, that's your problem. And just go, get over it. But what does it look like to function in the spirit of macrothumia patience? It's that I give them grace. And I stop and I, I said, I'm sorry that that's how you feel. But you know, we're all broken and we all need God's restoration. And when I look at this bacrothumia patience, 
I see how so much of this is intertwined with all the other examples of the fruit of the Spirit. So I want you to turn with me to Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 through 14. Here's where I think is a passage that really gives you a good snapshot of macrothumia patience. Therefore, Colossians 3, 12 through 14. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other. Forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. You know, this is a great passage to memorize. Because there's not a day go by that you're not going to need to apply that to people that you're living around, living with and around. Leanne and I have to practice macrothumia patience a lot. And that's something I want us to realize that God is in this process of, of, of making us and helping us to become more like him. And we need to exercise grace when we are extending it to each other. Bear with each other. Forgive one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. When you think of the practice of macrothumia patience, it really is directing us to go a different way than what our flesh wants to do. It's kind of countercultural. It's counterintuitive. And it's really counter to what we are naturally inclined to do. Here's a great definition for patience that I found. Patience is a God-given restraint. Nick was sharing with me, he sent a text to me, and he said, hey, read this, and I thought, I wonder if this fits. See what you think. Patience is the ability to endure hostility and criticism without anger. Is that not God-given restraint? To do something different than what we naturally would like to do. God allows us to, to access to a very divine restraint. And it becomes our choice to whether or not do we follow our flesh or do we follow the spirit. Ephesians 4 verse 2 says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Colossians 3.13 again just says, bear with each other, forgive one another. And if any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. That's that forbearance and long-suffering. 1 Thessalonians 5.14-15. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. That's macrothumia patience. Never paying back wrong for wrong, but always striving to do what is good for each other. To bear means to hold up or endure, have patience with, suffer, admit, persist. 
So instead of taking the course of revenge, the fruit of the Spirit helps us to take a different course. This other course is for the sake of Christ and God's work. It's called recalibrate. It's living out macrothumia patience that requires more work, more effort, more prayer. It becomes a way for our neighbors and our oikos, you know, that relational world that is around me, of people that are in, that God has placed there for me to minister to. To show them how to live this Christian life in a countercultural way. You know, the greatest example of macrothumia patience is Jesus himself. 1 Timothy 1, 15 through 17 says, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience, that forbearance or long-suffering, as an example of those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the king, eternally mortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. You see, patience almost always involves waiting in some form. Just think of how much waiting Jesus has done for you. How he's, have you ever considered how much restraint God has used in helping you to live out the fruit of the Spirit. But here's another thought. Without God's patience, none of us would live long enough to come to saving relationship with Jesus. God is patient. But here's the twist. It's found in 2 Peter 3, 8 through 9. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand, slowness. But instead, he is patient, forbearing, long-suffering with you not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. That's God. That's a good God. Who in spite of our lack of patience, he is extremely patient. Desiring to help you and I become all that he so intended us to be. To allow those fruits of the spirit to just permeate our lives. And so this morning, have you considered that patience isn't something we laugh at? It's something that we need to have alive and well and working in and through our lives to others. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're such impatient people. I mean, we're in such a hurry that if we chose a path that we would 
love to have. It would be a Christian life that is developed at hyper speed. That we wouldn't have to go through all of this extra trials and tribulations and and times when people offend us or hurt us by things they say. That we want a path of least resistance. But oh God, you're so patient with us. And I'm so glad, Lord, that you are patient with me and continue to be patient with me. And I just pray, Lord, today that we will think about that word patient and when it, something happens this week where I realize my impatience is starting to spring up, may I take that opportunity to stand firm and to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help me to work through this. Lord, I know we're going to experience opportunities this week. So help us, Lord, to find success in becoming more patient the way we interact with other people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with us?
understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall from exhaustion. But those who put their trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not go away. They will walk and not faint. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. So patience is God's divine resistance and restraint from doing what my flesh wants to do and to allow the Holy Spirit to give me the opportunity to do something totally different from what my flesh wants to do. Trust me, maybe before this day is over with, you're going to have an opportunity to practice it but definitely throughout this week. And may you find God maturing you and growing you. You may be here this morning and that patience is just over. I mean, you're struggling with it because there's just something you're facing that is more than what you can handle. We have people in the encounter room who would love to pray with you. I'll be down front to pray with you as well if you like. But just know, God is at work. God is a good God. And he's not slow as some think is slowness. He wants what's best for you. So this week, God bless you. And may the flavors of God just burst from you as you become, and you become patient in waiting on him. God bless you. You're dismissed.